0: Always serving a fresh cup of daily inspiration. Deanna Hobbs. Today's inspiration is to let you know that some good stuff is coming. If you've been waiting on God to move and do something amazing, this word will lift your spirit. Welcome to your daily cup of inspiration podcast. My name is Deanna Hobbs. I'm founder of Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We just distribute free resources everywhere around the world to help you grow in your faith and become everything God has preordained you to be. I bring you greetings live from Empowering Everyday Women Ministries studios. Here in the city of Buffalo, New York The city of good neighbors It's about 42 degrees On this Tuesday morning in the Queen City January 23rd, 2018 I am not sure where you're listening From around the globe But I tell you what I'm honored that you're here We're a family God has strategically sent you to this podcast To receive this word Every single podcast you hear It is available for you as a free resource Stream it, download it On iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher.com Deanna Hobbs.com, YouTube.com under Deanna Hobbs. That's D-I-A-N-N-A-H-O-B-B-S. Just go ahead and click that red subscribe button. Turn on your notifications and it's highly convenient for you because every time a new podcast is uploaded there, you'll be among the first to know. We are going to transition right into this word today. But first, the word of prayer. God, our Father, thank you for this moment and caring so much for us that you would impart revelation through your word. God, I move out of the way and say, have your way. Allow this word to seize the heart of the listener that they may receive all that you impart and that their life would be forever changed by it. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Daily Cut family, I was upstairs when I heard this huge roar. The Hobbs children were cheering, like full-on going in, as if they were watching an exciting game or something, and their team had scored. I was pretty confused, so I hurried to see what the commotion was all about. And this was just a couple of days ago. My husband, Kenya, who had just returned from the grocery store to pick up some items I asked him to grab, told me with a chuckle they got excited because I told them you were making spaghetti what? I said, laughing. Apparently, when Kenny came back from the store, our little troops were in the kitchen. And the Hobbs children are always curious about what's inside grocery bags. So they scope out everything pretty quickly. And when they saw the ingredients for spaghetti, which happens to be their absolute favorite dish it was caused for celebration. I was pretty tickled over it. So anyway, when they were cheering over spaghetti, it was funny. They were happy. You hear me? Happy in their souls. Funny thing is, it made me think about this Bible story. And those who know me know by now that just about everything makes me think of something spiritual. That's just the way my mind works. But Israel in the Bible was roaring and cheering and celebrating in 1 Samuel 4. Before we get into the reason for their celebration, let's give the moment a little bit of context. You know, I'm big on putting things in context. So the Israelites were fighting against their arch nemeses, the Philistines. Now, the Philistines were camped out in a place called Aphek. And in Hebrew, Aphek means strength. So the enemy was fighting against God's chosen people from a position of strength, as evidenced by the fact that the Philistines defeated the Israelites, killing four thousand soldiers that day ouch right so in verse three the israelites they didn't understand this they asked why did the lord allow us to just be defeated like that by the philistines why are we getting embarrassed out here what's going on so the israelites had this plan to go and get the ark of the covenant to help them beat their opponent now a little history on the ark too God had made a covenant with the children of Israel through Moses, and it was a conditional covenant, meaning his promises would be fulfilled if the Israelites obeyed him and kept his laws. Makes sense, right? So as a sign of this covenant, God gave his chosen ones an assignment. He told them, I want you to make a box out of acacia wood based on this design that I'm going to give you. They did it. The box was overlaid with gold. Inside it, as God told them, they placed the stone tablets that contained the Ten Commandments and this box was called the Ark of the Covenant. It was very sacred. One of the things that was really special is the lid of this box was known as the mercy seat. In Hebrew, mercy seat means to cover, to appease, to cleanse or make atonement for. So according to Leviticus 16, the high priest one time a year would enter into the holy of holies in the temple to atone for his sins and the sins of God's people. So the priest would sprinkle the blood of a sacrificed animal onto the mercy seat. To cover, to appease, to cleanse, or to make atonement for the sins of the people. And this would appease the wrath of God because in the Old Testament, under the law of sin and death... If sin happened, somebody had to die to pay for it. That is why I am so glad for Jesus. Can I get an amen right there? If you're happy, just slip that hand up and say, thank God for Jesus. He is our high priest. And since he died and rose, we don't need an animal sacrifice once a year. Jesus, the Lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice, shed his blood once and for all. So there's a summation. They knew the Ark of the Covenant was special. So they said, go and get it from Shiloh. That's where they would worship. And they said, we'll defeat the Philistines if we get that. And the Bible says in 1 Samuel 4, 5 in the English Standard Version, as soon as the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came into the camp... All Israel gave a mighty shout so that the earth resounded. I mean, they shook the earth. Now, the Hobbs children didn't exactly shake the earth with their shout over spaghetti. But the Israelites, they were excited. They said, hey, we got the ark. God is with us. The Philistines are about to go down. But here's the thing. When this rematch happened. The Philistines slaughtered, demolished. 30,000 foot soldiers of Israel died. And the Philistines captured the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, this was a disaster. Even Eli, who was the high priest at that time, and his two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, they died too. What happened? Well... In the preceding chapter, 1 Samuel 3, God used the prophet Samuel, who was just a child at that time, to prophetically warn Eli that, hey, judgment is coming because you knew about the sins of your sons, Hophni and Phinehas, and you didn't do anything about it. And so we see that judgment actually play out in 1 Samuel 4. So God was angry because the Israelites used the Ark of the Covenant like some sort of good luck charm. They were too impressed with the symbol, but they hadn't allowed the law of God to get in their hearts. And for us, we get excited over worldly symbols. A high paying job symbolizes prosperity. A beautiful home we own symbolizes stability. A good retirement plan symbolizes security or a solid thrive thriving relationship symbolizes lovability. An influential network full of high power connections symbolizes respectability but what we attribute value to is not the most valuable thing. The world teaches that it's noble to chase money, right? And possessions that it is a worthwhile struggle to fight for power. But don't you know that all power, wealth, possessions, everything we could ever hope for, wish for, value, or need is found in God? He wants us to love Him. Now what he symbolizes. That's what Israel missed. They wanted the spoils of war and they wanted to defeat the enemy and they wanted to enjoy the promised land and prosperity but they didn't want to be faithful to the promise giver. They wanted his stuff but didn't want him. Until we stop placing our hope in outward symbols of power and truly connect to the power source, Offer him our lives and trust him beyond All else he can't do the amazing Things he wants to do for us We got to remember who we serve in Psalm 50 and 10 God says I own the cattle On a thousand hills Psalm 24 and 1 David writes The earth is the Lord's and the fullness Thereof the world and they that dwell Therein everything belongs To him Matthew six thirty three In the English Standard Version says But seek first the kingdom of God and his Righteousness and all these Things will be added to you. For somebody listening to me right now, you have not bought into the world's standards for success. Your desire is actually to please God above everything else. You have fallen in love with Jesus and are pursuing the father's heart and not his hand. You have sought the Lord and not the stuff. And that's why he's going to give you the stuff. For you, some good stuff is on the way. He's pouring out his favor. He's raining down blessings. He's showering you with abundance. He's doing things for you that no other power can do. God is flexing on your behalf because your heart is pure. You love him. You have served him in affliction and worshiped in the wilderness. While you were crying and hurting, you were still praising. You have remained faithful in hard times. When the enemy tried to make you give up, you kept holding on, fighting the good fight and remaining confident in God. You're listening to me right now and you're still going through, but God sent me to tell you a reward is coming because of your faithfulness. Good stuff is on the way. Prayer requests are being answered. Promises that you've been believing God to fulfill, all those answers are going to manifest. Get ready to receive it. It is the will of the Lord to bless you. I know you've been suffering and struggling and feeling left out sometimes and overlooked, but God was testing you and stretching your faith You passed that test And now you get to move up Get ready to receive some good stuff In this season God's going to bless you so richly Just you wait and see what he does As a result of your patient endurance Through hard times People don't know the extent of your struggle And how intense your pain has been You have smiled and covered up your hurt But God knows that you've been Sold out for him in the midst of it all And now you're about to reap To remind you of this biblical Truth that he rewards faithfulness. I'm stirring the first half of Second Chronicle sixteen nine in the New American Standard Bible into your cup of inspiration, which says, "But the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his." As you drink down the contents of your cup, know that the strong support of Almighty God belongs to you. He's showing Himself strong on your behalf. Anticipate that a whole lot of good stuff this year and beyond is flowing your way. James 117 assures us that whatever is good and perfect comes down to us from God our Father. Some good stuff is coming down to you. Now let's pray. God, I pray for this, my sister, this, my brother. Thank you, Lord, for reminding them that you bless the faithful, that you reward the diligent, and that you fulfill promises to those who persevere. And in the midst of affliction, God, they've held on to their faith. And even in moments of imperfection, God, we thank you that your grace covers their flaws. We ask that you would strengthen them and fortify them as you set them up to reap a mighty harvest. God, we thank you for the overflow flow of blessings that are coming their way because their heart is pure toward you that stronghold is broken and god we thank you for a season of manifestation we glorify you now it's done in jesus name amen your daily cup of inspiration podcast has been brought to you by empowering everyday women ministries where we help fuel your faith every day for more information log on to www.deannahobbs.com